Hey, party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week, I am joined by Erica Chappell once again for a playthrough of her new game, Blackout. Blackout is so freaking cool, gang. It is a World War II game about women civil defense workers during the London Blitz. It tells stories of ordinary people stepping up to save lives and rescue people during a time of unbelievable national crisis. I am completely enamored with this game. It is really interesting and neat and cool as hell. You should absolutely check it out. You can find more information in the show notes. And before we get started, I do want to take a brief second to just thank everyone that hung out with me and played games with me and took time to say hello during Gen Con. Not to get too emotional about it, but it was a really special moment that I will never forget, and I'm so happy that so many people could be a part of that. Thank you so much. I am still riding high on that a few days later, so um, yeah, thank you all so much. And with all that out of the way, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, Future Me. This week, I'm sitting down once again with Erica Chappell. Erica, thank you for coming back on Party of One. Uh, it's great to be here. So, uh, this week, we are playing Blackout, which is uh, one of your newest games. I say one of because you make a lot of games. Yep. This is, uh, I put this out as one of my monthly games on my Patreon. Uh, I don't usually write 80-page full-color games on my Patreon every month, but uh, I did this time. <laughs> Uh, the game looks and the game looks and sounds super cool. So why don't you give me the pitch? Uh, give me and the listeners at home the big pitch of the game. Sure. So uh, there's actually kind of a cool backstory to this game, like how it came to be, which is uh, my dad, who is sort of responsible for a lot of my my nerdy loves. Uh, he's a huge Anglophile, so he takes a lot of trips to England and brought me along for a couple of them. Uh, so last year I was in London. Uh, and uh, going to museums, which is my favorite thing. I was in the Imperial War Museum, and they had a display that had all of the uniforms of different um, women's auxiliary units in Britain during the Second World War. Uh, and so they had, like, the women's voluntary services and the uh, air raid precaution services and uh, the, the women's uh, air auxiliary and all that. And I was looking at it like, man... This is a party. Like mm-hmm. this is a a a, a role playing party right here. So I um I did some research and I came up with this idea of a game about civil defense. So in Blackout, you play uh, members of the Air Raid Precautions and Women's Voluntary Services, which were two organizations that uh, the Air Raid Precautions was a, a civil organization for keeping people safe during air raids, obviously. And uh, the Women's Voluntary Services was a, a all-female um, like organization uh, of the British government whose job it was basically to keep people, uh, keep morale up among uh, soldiers and civilians during the war, uh, sort of like the USO. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so Blackout is set during the London Blitz when um, the the Luftwaffe, the, the German Air Force, was in the process of attempting to force Britain to surrender through bombing London. Um, and so every night they would fly bombers over the British cities, London and a lot of other cities, and uh, attack them with bombs and uh, incendiaries and all sorts of other nastiness, and uh, pe- you know, people tried to take shelter where they could in the underground and their and home shelters. But there was a lot of people who had to go out into the streets to fight fires and rescue survivors and do all these sort of things. And I wanted to write a game about them, so that's what Blackout is. 
awesome. I I'm super super beyond excited to play this game. This is going to be really really good. <laughs> so uh, uh, you are going to be running the show this week. I'm going to be playing. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and um, so walk me through the let's walk through the character creation process. We haven't made the character yet, though. I have picked out my identity and role. Yep. So, um, I got one of the things that's kind of fun about this is that this game acts as sort of a testing ground for some of the weird stuff I've been experimenting with in Powered by the Apocalypse games. Um, it's actually sort of a dry run of two mechanics for Flying Circus that I'm really happy with. One of them being making a character out of two different character sheets Mm -hmm. that you put together. And the other being a help mechanic, which this being a single player game will only sort of narrowly touch. Um, But the way that you make characters in this game is that you stick together an identity and a role, which is the Flying Circus version is sticking together a plane and a a pilot. So your identity is sort of where your character comes from in terms of, you know, life. Um, Very specifically, this is being a game about, you know, mid-20th century Britain. It's a lot to do with your social class. Mm -hmm. Um, All the characters in Blackout are women, because I wanted to write that game. Sure. Um, so the there's five different identities that is sort of a cross section of British life in in London in 1940. So there's um, sort of a, a representation of three different social you know the three economic classes. Uh, so like you know the rich, the middle class, and the poor. Um, there's an educated woman to represent the sort of increasing role of uh, university educated uh, students who were female in. British society, and an older woman who could sort of act as a mentor character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's five roles. Your roles are what you do for civil defense, um, which are air warden, uh, rescue services, first aid parties, um, fire guard, and welfare services. Um, and sort of in an ideal game of this, you'd have one of each role and one of each identity mixed however you wanted. Sure. So the game would always be different while still covering the basis of everything you need to deal with a disaster scene. That's super cool. I mean, re- yeah, that's, that's, I, I love that. I love the idea of putting together like the whole picture of things is really interesting, which is why yeah. we're going to cut out for 80% of that right now. <laughs> yep. We're just going to get rid of it. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, this game, like um, all my games these days, has a one, like a one-player mode. Um, you know, there's this game has a lot of interaction between characters, but uh, player characters. But you can sort of simulate some of that with NPCs if you sure. do a little bit of of changes. So it's a powered by the apocalypse game. It's got pretty simple moves. Mm-hmm, it's got mm-hmm. uh, some some weird framework, and uh, it's got some fun character creation. So we should get to it. Let's do it. Um, so I've picked out my identity and role. Um, Maxine Moxie Hoover is a nice. working lass, a factory girl, um, early 20s, young. Uh, she has found herself in the rescue services. All right. She figures the best it's it's the best thing for her as somebody with, um, well, I guess you'd call them sticky fingers. She's She's got a, you know, she's uh, had a run in or two. With the with law, the, with, the, with yeah. the police before before the war, but uh, so she found herself in rescue services. She um, she was a volunteer for it. She kind of jumped into it. She's an upstart, and she 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 uh, well, Uncle Jaxie fought in World War One and um, didn't have the greatest of time. He wasn't exactly uh, 
didn't didn't come back golden country. So uh, he figured the best thing to do was to to stick with the people that you love, stick with your community. Rescue services seemed like the best way to do that. She 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 joined up uh, out of a sense of solidarity with her with her fellow with her fellow uh, the with her neighborhood. I guess I should say she signed up with yeah. a sense of solidarity in her neighborhood. But she uh, she is not one for taken to rules, and that is uh, that is my role and my identity. Something interesting is that the rescue services weren't like open to women by regulation, but that regulation tended to go away when stuff was exploding. That makes sense. So, uh, <laughs> um, and they quick like uh, they found that women could usually get into places that men couldn't, which was really helpful when like a building collapsed. Sure. So. It's this is kind of interesting. Like you might have another job that you're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. but uh, you you know what you you need to do when you arrive at a site. All right, cool. So let's let's quickly go through and uh, after making your character as a group, which is to say you, uh, we make a community. So um, the communities in uh, in this game are you sort of build a uh, like a high level view of what part of London, what fictional part of sure. London you live in. So uh, at the end of uh, the playbooks, there's the community sheet, which has a couple of um, uh, uh, tags at the top that you can sort of pick to, to give some character to the place before we jump in. And then okay. we're going to make locations at the place using the the, the places on your uh, your identity playbook. So basically, if you have a smaller than five person team, the community will always reflect the identities that you chose. Sure. So um, the big choice to make when making a London neighborhood is, uh, are you on the East End or the West End? Though the East End is sort of the poorer industrial uh, residential part, and the West End is the affluent um, cultured end of the city. Oh, East End. East End, definitely. For sure. All right, so there's a couple of other, like, sort of um, words that you could use, like, uh, so probably not affluent, but maybe industrious, uh, crowded, old, new, skews young, skews old, uh, vital war industries, neglected, vibrant, poor, immigrant, riverside, isolated, like, a bunch of these mm-hmm. options. So, like, how do you feel about this this community, and do you have a name for it? Do you, can um, you come up with a london name off the top of your head? Uh, Ashford is, um, it's industrious. It is, it is a, I think it's a, it's a, there's a lot of factories. All right. So I think, uh, I think vital war industries also make sense because it's a lot of like factories that have been kind of, I'm picturing pack factories that have been repurposed for the war, basically. Excellent. All right, cool. That, that is, that's pretty much what we need for this. So let's, let's go through some places really quick. So, um, where does your character live? Um, she lives in a, a, she lives in an apartment, like a, she lives in an apartment building along, on Ash, in Ashford. It's, um, sort of run down, like it's old, like it's an, it's older, but it's not, and it's not particularly like super nice, but it's not, but it's not run down per se. Like it's. All right. So you, you kind of lucked out on the housing game a little bit yeah. for. All right, cool. Um, so let's get a person to associate with that. Like, let's say the landlord yeah. or the landlady. What are they like? Um, the landlady is uh, too old for this shit by half. All right. 
Um, oh, definite name, Mildred. Mildred, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so we, what we're doing right now is we're basically creating all the places that are going to get hit. Sure. Um, so uh, this game basically is make everything important to your character so we can blow it up. All right, so Mildred, who is too old for this shit, um, at your at your apartment. So next up, uh, you work at a factory as your day yeah. job. What does the factory make? Um, the factory before the war made um, it was a textile factory, so it made. I'm thinking like home goods, sheets, All right. sheets, and that that type of thing. All right. And then it's been sort of repurposed into making uh, uniforms and other sort of textile goods. Like other cool sort parachutes. of war- Yeah, parachutes is a good one. And yeah. um, I think it's not a great fit. Like, we're sort of, like, the personnel and the technology is not sort of designed for that kind of level of, like, precision and testing. But we're sort of pushing you're, through on it. Yeah, you're on, making do. You're making yeah, a lot of, elbow like, grease and, and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And we're like it's elbow grease and ingenuity to make to to get these things to where they need to be. All right. So, uh, what's the foreman like at this factory? Um, he's nice. He is. I'm gonna say his defining thing is he's lenient. He doesn't. Right. Um, he tends to look the other way if you. Uh, he was he was young once, and I think he has a, he's lenient towards like kids being kids. All right, let's call him Kenneth. I think that's a good that's name a good, for that that's guy. That's a good name, yeah. All right, so let's get one more spot. Uh, so you got a bunch of um, places on your identity sheet. Yeah. Uh, if you can, if you if you see one that jumps out at you, that'd be pretty good. Um, I can come up with something if you can't. Oh wait, I know. There's an obvious answer. Where do you go drinking? Oh, um. We go drinking, um, not at the bingo hall, but behind the bingo hall. Nice. Some of the, uh, some of the old ladies, you know, they unwind, they unwind with, uh, they unwind with a little brandy after, after the, uh, the bingo cards get heated. And, you know, if you're back there, if you're back behind the bingo hall, when, when the bottle is being passed around, they don't, uh, they don't ask questions about who you are, so... So we, a uh, few of us tend to hang out around the, the bingo hall. All right. So I think I know who, who is at the bingo hall. So Shirley runs the, the games at the bingo hall. Mm-hmm. Doesn't own it or anything, but is, you know, uh, the caller, I believe. Yeah. 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 The bingo caller. Yeah. yeah. And, um, is also the one that supplies the booze. Yes. And, uh, Shirley, it doesn't take the war very seriously. Uh, she remembers the last one mm-hmm. and, yeah, it wasn't such a big deal, you know. Everyone lost their head about the the Germans flying overhead, but I never saw anything get bombed. Mm-hmm. So uh, Shirley is not taking this very seriously at all. Yeah. All right. So that there's our places, our our locations. So I think we're ready to get started. Um, uh, you... I have one question, which is go right ahead. Uh, it says pick three move, take three moves on the identity or on the roll. Is that is that three moves between the identity and the roll? No, nope, you will get. Uh, you pick your identity moves and your roll moves. You'll get them every time you finish a site. You okay. get another roll move. So your character, because basically this is a game for one shots. So you advance very quickly in this sure. game. So so should I pick identity moves or do I not or do I not get them yeah. at the start? 
Uh, you get your identity moves, and you don't get roll moves. So oh, okay. pick the ones from. Uh, oh, I think got it, got it. I got the yeah, yeah, you had the two mixed fingers. Up, yeah. You had solidarity, but um, your rescue services moves you'll get as the game goes on. Got it. Okay, makes sh- perfect. Cool. Then I am ready to go. I've got uh, Moxie's ready to roll. All right, cool. So where is Moxie? Sort of as as night is starting to fall, your shift is over, uh, and. You know, the, the the blackout started, but there's no air sirens yet. So what are you doing? Um, we, uh, a few of the girls have, uh, we're taking a smoke break behind, we're taking a smoke break in uh, some of the alleys behind the factories as we kind of take the long way back to the apartment. I think a lot of us, I think several of us in the factories work in the same apartment, like, complex. That makes sense. And so we're all, all right. kind of like we're we're taking a smoke as we go through the the sort of back alleys to our apartment. All right, cool. So you're you're hanging out with Alice and uh, Lillian, and mm-hmm. you're you're sort of strolling uh, back to your apartments. The you know, sort of the the streets are dark, so you you know you're moving a little quickly, but uh, you're also not too worried because everybody's inside because mm-hmm. you know the the Germans have been flying over every day. And uh, there's the air wardens are patrolling the streets everywhere, so you know it's pretty safe. Uh, and you're you're just sort of talking about uh, the day and the the other people that uh, in the factory, you know, tr- trading gossip, all that sort of stuff. And you you nod as uh, you pass by an, uh, a warden who's trying to um, get get the attention of somebody in a house who hasn't turned off a light yet. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're sort of hanging out with your your friends here. So let's uh, let's play the scene out and roll make time. Okay. Um, to sort of, you know, you're 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 having a human moment with your friends here. Yeah. So that's two d six plus soft. All right. It's a nine on the dice, and my soft is, I think minus one. No, it's plus zero, so I got a nine. Cool. Uh, now, I, I'm going to ask you to roll another dice, just one D6. Okay. Because before the first bomb falls, and then subsequently, every time you roll a miss, you're rolling on the raid chart, which is to determine sort of when the bombs fall. Got it. I so a- it, that is totally dynamic in this game. Uh, I rolled a one. Oh, fun. Right? Okay, cool. So you've actually, you've just, the you can still see the factory sort of down the street. Um, you, you've just sort of made it around the, the, the corner. Um, and, and you're, you're talking. So let's, let's pick uh, really quick. Uh, when you take time with NPCs, choose from the list. And in addition to the stuff on the list here, you also have gain a bond with the NPC because this is a single player version. Yep. So um, uh, pick, uh, pick one of those. And then we'll we'll resolve the the thing. Um, I'm going to pick. Um, I'm going to gain a bond. I'm going to pick gain a bond. All right. So you you and Lillian are um you're 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 bonding over some gossip. You're talking yeah. about you know some of the you know, oh you know uh th- that boy Henry you know he he's he's gone from the factory what already yeah he's signed up apparently you know and then you hear a crash behind you. Um, the sirens start up belatedly, mm-hmm. like, you know, a little late, and you, you think for for a moment how, you know, they don't even start the sirens until the, the planes get over the West End, and then you turn to see that um, 
the factory that you were just in, the building that you just uh, left, is uh, there's flashes behind the windows as they burst out, and the the roof begins to slide and collapse in on itself. The ch- one of the the smokestacks slowly pitches over, and you realize that the the place is packed. Of course, there's mm-hmm. 24 hour shifts now that the war's on, and uh, it seems like the the war has come a little early. So what do you do? The cigarette falls from my mouth. Um, I I look at my friends and I say, um, <sighs> um, I well, I'm I'm rescue services. I mean, this is uh, this is what I I'm do. Gonna- this is my job. So um, I'm going to say that uh, Lillian works in the first aid, so she's coming with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm definitely. I think what I'm doing is looking at all of the girls, and I'm like, we got it, we got to we got to go. Like, we got to do this. Yeah. It's Al- Alice doesn't volunteer, but she's coming along anyway because mm-hmm. you know there's work to be done. All right, so uh, you run down the street towards the building. It, it doesn't. You you've seen a, a couple of bombs land in your neighborhood, and this doesn't look as bad as it could be. It looks like something just crashed through the roof and exploded. But um, so as you as you sort of get clear, you see that you know there's some burning from the 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 fabric on the inside, and you're hearing people moving around on the inside and groaning. So uh, what do you do? Um, I'm going to look. Um, I'm going to look. I'm going to try and find the safest way into the building. All right, cool. So roll me um, uh, size up. That's plus wise. Not my best. Oh, that's a three. Oh, boy. All right, so I'm going to need you to roll uh, again. I got a three. Uh, just on one dice. Yeah, I got a three on the one dice as well. Okay, you're good. Yep. So the site, the raid, the raid clock goes up one. And uh, you also, using these moves marks exhaustion. See, uh, the, the little... Um, circle bit on your uh, identity sheet. Mm-hmm. So you're going to gain exhaustion as it goes on, and uh, so you need to be basically you need to be ready to take breaks. Yeah, and and deal and and you know work with your your comrades and stuff, mm-hmm. or you're going to kind of fall apart. Right. So all right. So uh, on a three. Uh, so you can still ask me two questions, but don't expect accurate or fun answers. Sure. All right. Um, how can I get in there? All right, so um, the 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 you you sort of you go for the door and you touch you put your hand against the door and it the uh, the doorknob is hot so there's something burning on the other side mm-hmm. uh, so it looks like the way that you're going to have to get in is you're either going to have to go the long way through one of the loading docks which means negotiating around you know the the vehicles that are in there and the going the long way in, or you can get a boost onto the roof and go in through one of the broken windows. All right. Um, uh, who is, let's see. Um, where's Kenneth? Where's Kenneth? Um, Kenneth was probably, uh, being the foreman who he liked to walk the, the gantries above the factory floor. So he was probably going to be up there. All right, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna turn to Alice and I'm gonna say, Alice, give me a boost. I'm going up. All right, cool. So you you step up onto the the thin 
sheeting roof and you start making your way over the broken glass um, towards the the factory. So I would like you to, to, uh, as you sort of move your way through the the broken window, roll me press on. Okay. So that's uh, plus nerve. Great. That is an eight. All right. I need you to choose one. You are injured. The situation gets much worse very fast, or someone else is endangered. Um, someone else is endangered. All right, cool. So as you as you sort of um, move through the window, the door, the window frame gives way underneath you. You you've you've already made it onto the 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 second floor of the building on the other side, but you, uh, as you pass through, it gives way under your hand, and uh, you you scramble to safety and glance below to see that a couple of people who are trying to fight the fire below mm-hmm. have had the window frame you just crawled through crash on top of them. All right. So, what do you do? Uh, I I am going to make my way down. I'm going to try to make my way down as fast as possible to help them like move the window frame off of them so they can get back to fighting the fire so we can get back to getting everyone out as quickly as possible. All right, cool. So, uh you 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 move down, you you head for the ladder you uh that leads up to the gantries. You you get uh to them and you start pulling the wreckage off of them. Uh it's it's you know, not a lot of 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 wreckage, but they're near a fire and it hit them pretty hard. So they're a little stunned. Um they're you know, they're wearing their work overalls mm-hmm. and they're kind of you know, uh Let's see. Uh, you recognize them as uh, one of the people who takes over for your shift, uh, Robert. He's sort of a middle-aged man, and he's he's sort of um, a little concussed. He's sort of pawing ineffectually, like, uh, what's... Uh? So, uh, what do you do? Um, I'm going to uh, smile with my, my biggest... Uh, I'm going to put on my bravest shit-eating grin. All right. And say, Bobby, it's good to see you. Come on, we got... We got- we gotta move, Bubby. <laughs> All right, so uh, I would like you to to uh, make time. Roll plus soft. Roll plus soft. You're trying soft. to convince somebody to to stay calm. Right. Uh, that's a four. All right. Give me that. Give roll me a d six. Three. Yeah, give me a. Uh, that is a three. three. You're still good, but um, Bobby isn't. Uh, Bobby sort right. of. Uh, he's having a little bit of a panic attack. Uh, Bobby was in the last war, and he's uh. He's, you know, he's never been good with the loud noises and fire. <laughs> so, uh, he, he starts, he starts, you know, losing it a bit. He breaks away from you. You know, he's a much uh, long, a larger mm. man than you. And he, he sprints into the, fa- deeper into the factory and into the smoke. Um, sort of, you know, shouting something about the Huns are back mm-hmm. and they're in the lines. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do you do? You 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 look deeper in the factory, and you can see you know there's a lot of smoke and a lot of uh, of stuff piled atop things, but the damage doesn't actually look too bad in here. Um, how's everyone else? I know there were several people under the window frame. Uh, so you you check them. They're 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 getting up. They're brushing themselves off. They don't look nearly as bad. Bobby took the brunt of it, being the tallest. All right. Um. Uh, there's some burning uh, planks and and uh, some of the 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 sheets that were that have blown in front of the uh, the door, which is why nobody can get out through the front. Uh, and then there's people who are moving towards the loading docks in the background, but it's difficult to see because the lights are out and the blackout conditions outside have made everything very dark. Um, 
here's a, a, a rescue services question. Yep. Would, um, and this might end up being a judgment call for, for Moxie, but is, is, would, would the protocol be to have to encourage them to keep fighting the fire or would it be to tell them to get out of the building? I think that would probably be a little bit of a judgment call. Normally you'd be working with a larger team, mm-hmm. but, um, you roll the one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're sort of it at the site. So it's up to you. All right. Uh, in that case, uh, yeah. Your, I know exactly. Your job is to get people out though. Okay. Well. Like that your primary job is always saving lives. Um, well, I don't have a crew at the moment. So if they are taking a role, if they were taking an active role in trying to put out fires, then they are going to become my crew. It's, uh, All right. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to stand everyone, uh, like, help everyone to their feet, help the group to their feet, and say, Welcome, uh, welcome to Rescue Services, everyone. We um, have to help pull some people out of this building. Uh, Alright, so this sounds exactly like taking charge. All so, right. uh, roll plus bold. It's a plus one. That's a seven. Nice. So, uh, I will... All right, so a couple of people immediately snap to, and uh, what are you having them do? Um, I start um, surveying the area and trying to pinpoint, like, I, I start telling them, like, find people, dig them out, move them out. Three, th- three steps, easy to follow. Well, All right, cool. So easy, easy-ish to follow. Two of the people, there was three people who were under the, the window other than... Uh, Bob, who's run off. So, um, Ruth and Albert, they, they move to, to start digging people out. Uh, they almost immediately start finding people. The machinery has already run down mm-hmm. and a lot of people are just sort of, you know, trying to find something heavy and safe to, to, to stand under in case another bomb falls. So they're, they're quickly moving people towards the loading docks, helping people who are confused. And, um, Lois, she she just says, you know, are you crazy? Let, let me out of here. Uh, I I, I got to get home. I got to get out of here. So she she bolts mm-hmm. and uh, doesn't help. Uh, you hear uh, um, sort of some creaking of metal from above, and um, one of the gantries in the 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 factory is starting to sag, and uh, it sounds like Kenneth might be up on it, uh, trying to to figure out a way to get down. All right. Well, if the crew is uh, taking care of people, I'm going to. Uh... And uh, I will raise the because you got you know some people organized. Uh, I'm going to raise the site state by one, which means okay. when you roll to move on, uh, it's easier. Great. Um, I'm going to uh, take half a second to just yell to just yell to Lois. You were shit anyway. And then I'm just going <laughs> to run off to try and to get to uh, Kenneth to get him down from the gantry. All right, cool. So y- you find, uh, you know, sort of moving around in the dark. Uh, wait, you have a, I believe you have a, a f- flashlight as the the rescue services. Yes, you I do. do. So Yes, you do. So you, you, you turn your flashlight on, you go searching for Kenneth, and you find he's sort of, uh, uh, he's got both his feet up against the, the, um, the uh, safety rail of the gantry, which is bending at like a 45 degree angle mm-hmm. towards the ground. Uh, he's fairly high up and it's, it's broken off and he's, you know, uh, is, is that you Moxie? C- could she, could you help me get down? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, 
don't reckon these knees will survive, uh, what is that, nine feet? Uh, I'd like to get down a little easier than that. Um, can I find a ladder or something else uh, similar that I can grab that's um, not baked? Maybe you not... can. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, um, yeah, sure, actually, yeah, you, you, uh, you grab the, one of the, the little step ladders that, um, you use to, um, uh, you know, get stuff off the mm-hmm. high shelves in the back and you bring it over and, uh, you can climb up to him or you can, uh, let him try to, 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 to drop down. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to yell out to him. Do you want me to climb up or do you want to, do you want to climb down? Um, I could try getting a little, a little bit lower and then maybe I, I just, I, I can't see the ladder perfect, in the dark. Perfect. Do that. I'll do that. I'll grab you. We'll come down together. All right. Cool. So, uh, to do our, our rescuing thing, this would probably be, uh, this would be press on. All right. Let's, uh, let's do that. And then we, we got to deal with our exhaustion mechanics. Yes. That is a nine. Um, on a nine, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take the injury. All right, cool. So, um. As he kind of you, falls on me, I think. Yeah, pre- pretty much. Uh, I think you, um, you, you make it most of the way up the ladder. He makes it most of the way down the, the, the walkway. You meet in the middle. He puts, tries to put his weight on the ladder and the ladder, which is pretty cheap, just immediately collapses. And uh, you end up breaking his fall, which is good for him, and you take one harm. <laughs> All right. As you, you sort of, uh, you know, hit your head a little bit. It's a good thing you're wearing a helmet. Yeah. All right. So your ears are ringing, and you, you sort of lead him uh, to, out. Uh, you know, uh, you think your nose is bleeding a little, which isn't super great. Uh, so uh, I... What do you, uh, the, most of the people seem to be, to be safe, but the fire's spreading on the inside, um, of the building. What do you do? Um, I say to Kenneth, uh, when this is all said and done, I'll get an extra few days of vacation. As I kind of wipe some of the blood away from my nose. (laughs) I, I think you might have earned it. If, if we had any vacation time. There's a war on, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's. I mean, it's got end. It's got to end eventually, right? Any? It'll be over by Christmas. So, yeah. So, um, I'm going to, uh, lead Kenneth. Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh lead Kenneth towards the exit, and sort right. of say, and sort of like nudge him, nudge him in the ribs, and say, "You're the boss around here. Be the boss. Round up who's standing." Alright, so you have uh, taken five exhaustion at this point, mm-hmm. so uh, you see the, the little the breaks? Mm-hmm. Alright, so um, you've got to select one of those and roll 2d6. Okay. Ah, got it. Um, rolling 2d6. I got a six. Okay, that's not super great. Nope. Um... All right, so recover one exhaustion. Okay. So you're probably going to have to to take a a breather here. Yep. Um, and uh, all right. So w- uh, which of the breaks did you select? Uh, I chose short. 
Okay, cool. So, uh, you, um, you, uh, you sort of have uh, take a moment uh, against one of the trucks in the loading area, and you, you, you glance back into the factory, and you notice it's a little brighter in the factory than it was, because the fire from the front of the building is starting to spread along the, the stacked textiles against the walls mm-hmm. and the shelves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, things aren't looking super great. Uh, in terms of saving the factory, but it doesn't sound like there's any more people inside. Uh, win's a win. Win's a win. All right. So, so I'm going to, um, if the people aren't safe, I'm going to, um, I'm going to settle in in the loading dock, just like between, I'm going to, um, Take a break? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take a break, but I'm going to take a break, like, against a car so that if things escalate badly, I can hop into a car. <laughs> That's a pretty good idea. All right, so basically, here's what you're doing. You're basically betting rolls on the raid clock against exhaustion you're removing. Mm-hmm. So how many rolls would you like to make? Uh, I would like to make three rolls. All right, cool. So roll them all. All right. Tell me what you get. One, six, and two. All right, cool. And you can uh, because you've stand down for three breaks, you can, uh, three rolls. You can uh, uh, remove a break. All right. Uh, and uh, so you you're sitting up against the car, and you're sort of listening as the the engines roar overhead, and the firefighters start arriving. And then you hear like you know you're hearing the crash of bombs in the distance and the the burst of flak uh, in the air, which sounds a little like fireworks. And then one of those crashes is pretty close by. Um, so uh, you've ex- uh, got rid of your exhaustion. I'm going to say that because everybody's out and you got Kenneth out, the site state is at plus one if you'd like to move on. Uh, if you don't, the site that, uh, the other site that's happening will get worse. Uh, but sometimes you need to deal with one before you move on to the other. Um... I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna. If, if if the people are out, if it sounds like the people are out, I'm gonna move on. Cool. So uh, roll uh, plus one, two to six plus one. That is a five. God, I'm not rolling great okay. today. No, not really. Uh, so yeah, the the as you leave, the you see the fire spreading rapidly. The firefighting teams are arriving, but it's a textile plant. It's going mm-hmm. up like a like a firework and you probably have to find a new job in the morning. Um, well, at least least Kenneth owes me a favor. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can spin that into something. Uh, so take a roll move, uh, one of your, your, your new moves and we'll move on to the next site. Uh, I'm going to take steady on when you size up, use nerves instead of wise, Bit helpful, more nerves and brains after all nerves of steel. That's why they call me moxie. Excellent. All right. Cool. So, uh, you you start moving towards the the next uh, the the place where you heard the crash. You're seeing the smoke sort of billow up over the buildings, uh, and you realize as you're getting closer, as you you know dart down an alley, that it's the bingo hall that got hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it's it's probably not just a bingo hall. It's like sort of a it's a, a little bit of a community center. Yeah. The post office is in there. The the you know there's there's some there's some stuff that's um it used to be an old Victorian workhouse yeah, yeah, yeah and now it's uh uh you know the 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 you know it's sort of a general community center mm-hmm. so it, it and it's uh 
as you round the corner, you see that it is now like a general community hole in the ground. Because um, something very large has landed on it and blown a huge hole out the middle of it. Uh, smoke is billowing out of this this sort of old Victorian brick building. Mm-hmm. Um, all the windows have shattered outwards. All of the 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 street is just covered in rubble. And there's uh, people sort of wandering around, sort of in a daze, trying to figure out what to do as uh, air raid wardens and the first of the first aid parties move up. Um, Uh, So what do you do? uh, I'm going to... um, I'm going to size up the situation. I'm going to, like, look around, try to get my bearings, try to get a handle on what needs done and who needs rescued and who I can count on to have my back to do all of that. Cool. So uh, this is still plus wise because you are not Mm -hmm. in danger at the moment. Right. Oh, come on. <laughs> that is a two. Uh, that is... Oh, my God. Okay. Um, so, first up, let's get a roll on the, the, the raid chart. That's another one. This is oh going very God. well. Yeah. So, at, um... You, as you're, uh, you're just moving towards the bingo hall, which is, uh, it's a minus four site. Like, it is a bad scene. Mm-hmm. Um... Something, like, burns overhead, uh, like, just this scream uh, over your head as a plane flies really low over the streets. And then uh, you can hear the the mechanism as it attaches the bombs Mm -hmm. and starts gaining altitude. It looks like it's got an engine out. And um, the bombs land pretty close by, and you... You can identify just from the distance what street and probably what building it landed on because you think it just plowed into your house. Uh, so, uh, what do you do? I gotta get home. All right. So, move on yep. right off the start. You don't have to deal with the site if you don't want to. Roll. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Minus I, I four. Can't. I can't risk, like, I can't risk family and neighbors, and they've got scenes on, people on the scene already. I gotta move on. Alright. Minus four for this site. Let's see how it does. Well, that's a negative. It's a negative, uh... Oh! Negative two. Holy shit. Yeah, so, um... As you... We sort of get a shot of your your character running down the street, uh, from down the street, as the bingo hall collapses in on itself and one of the undetonated explosives inside goes off mm-hmm. spreading uh st- you know stone across the street and uh knocking over some of the survivors so you round the corner uh you can you can see your apartment building and you see that the the plane that was desperately trying to gain altitude uh failed to do so before it crashed sort of pancaked down onto the roof of your house on uh, the roof of your apartment. It's like a sort of a five story Victorian mm-hmm. building built out of sort of an extension of a, an older building. Mm-hmm. So the lower three floors are tough and stone and the upper floors are uh, brick extensions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the plane has plowed through and collapsed the top floor. The street in front of it has these huge divots in them from where the uh 
bombs that were released earlier had uh, landed and gone off. You can see that they passed right through the, the buildings uh, on the opposite side of the street and buried into the road. So water is pouring forth from uh, the utility lines, and the building is burning from the fuel leaking from the wings of the plane. What do you do? I'm running inside before I get a chance to, like, get a sense of things, because this is real bad, and I need to... I don't really have time to be cautious. I tried to be cautious before, and this is right. too, too close and too personal. Fair enough. All right, so you, you throw open the doors to, to the the building, and you start moving up the, the, the narrow and... Um, steep staircase towards your apartment and towards your floor. You live on the, so let's say the third floor, the last of the the old floors. Um, so people are trying to move down the floor, but a lot of people are, look very out of it. You're sort of passing people by. A lot of them uh, are, you know, uh, uh, obviously wounded or bleeding, but most of these ones are moving. So as you get to your floor, you see that uh, you see that your your apartment door has burst open, and uh, there's a landing gear where your your basically where your apartment once was mm-hmm. um, that has crashed through everything. Uh, so you can also you smell the 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 gasoline that is pouring out of the ruined wings of the aircraft above as it sort of drips down the wall nearby. What do you do? Well, I'm here. I made it. And I laugh a little bit as I think that to myself. And um, You did. You have made it. <laughs> not a lot of sense in trying to rescue my things. So uh, I'm going to try and guide some people out of the building, if they or dig people out if they're hurt, and guide people through. I guess I'm going to, now that I'm around, look around and try to size up who needs help and what I can do to help them. So you are definitely in danger. There's, you know, gasoline dripping down the walls and uh, it's a bad scene. So roll plus nerf. That is, uh, that is seven. Oh, you got another move, by the way, when you moved on from the other side. Even better. Yeah. So you can grab another rescue service move. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to take closure. Closure. When you retrieve dead bodies, hold one. Spend one hold to for a plus one bonus to stand down. Okay. That might be a good a good one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm going to take closure. Um, and I got, I got seven on my, uh, my size up. Okay. So um, hold two and spend to ask. Um... I get some extra question. No, I don't, because I took steady on and not steady eye. Um, who is in the greatest danger? Um, so your landlady lived in one of the new apartments above, uh, and actually, like, uh, lived on the apartment immediately above yours. And judging by the gasoline and the the giant wheel that has smashed through your door, she's probably in a pretty bad. Um, Mildred is probably not doing super great. She's also an older woman who probably doesn't have the ability to get out her on her own. All right, uh, how can I get in there? Uh, so you run towards the. Uh, you can just take the stairs up, but there's a lot of airplane in the way, mm-hmm. so uh, you might have to do some climbing over some some uh, 
uh, you know, up and over some uh, rubble and bricks and stuff to do so. But you can get up the stairway. Uh, that's exactly what I'm going to do is do uh, whatever climbing it's going to take. I'm going to try and clear stuff out of the way to make it easier to move. If there's anything light that I can move that can make make a path, because if she's going to have difficulty getting down, I want it to be as easy as possible for her. All right, cool. So um, you 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 make it up the sort of the the to the first landing, no problem. And you see the second portion of it has a propeller blade that has uh, sort of crashed through the wall and and fallen down. Uh, so you you do your best to move that out of the way. You push it to one side of the stairway. You you clear some of the bricks that people might fall over in the dark, and uh, you push on up into the 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 fourth floor of the building. Uh, so the fourth floor has um, a lot of uh, sort of twisted parts. The the plane didn't seem to hit it extremely fast. So the sort of just to the the right of Mildred's apartment. Uh, that room has been crushed by the bulk of the plane, which has dented and twisted inwards, but is still mostly there. The little uh, observation pod on the underside of the plane has smashed uh, completely, and you can see sort of uh, protruding out of the, the the windows is the body of a German uh, gunner from the aircraft. Uh, and the door to Mildred's apartment is hanging slightly open. What do you do? I'm going to survey the situation again, try to get a better handle on everything that is in the area. Okay. Uh, you are still very much in danger. Uh, so Ah, that is a 10. Finally. Nice! Finally. So f- uh, you get four asks. Um, the first question, as I'm studying uh, this German soldier's body and the wreckage of the plane, what here is valuable? Oh, good question. Uh, well, you know that the German aircraft have all sorts of doodads and expensive doohickeys on them that you could probably, you know, make a killing off of from either just from getting them to the government and collecting their reward, because they're always looking for the electronics and mm-hmm. the, the, you know, they're talking all the time about the following radar beams and all sorts of fancy stuff. And not only that, but you know that the German Air Force... Of course, the German Air Force is rich, right? They've mm-hmm. probably got watches. They've got, you know, maybe they have pistols. Uh, a pistol can score a lot of money on the black market. All right. I am going to uh, try to take that for myself. <laughs> All right. So you uh, you move over to the, the, the body of the gunner and you actually you find uh, his. I'm going to spend a hold before I do that. What danger am I overlooking? Oh, um. The, the this guy is dead, but you don't know if the rest of them are. Mm. Uh, you have no idea, and it doesn't look like the plane hit that hard. Hmm, that's a good, that's a good, good thing to think about, Moxie. Where is where's Mildred? Mildred is almost certainly in her apartment. Okay, and uh, what's going to give way first? Uh, you suspect that the plane might not stay where it is very long. It might slide off the roof or deeper into the building. All right. Uh, I'm going to try and just give him a quick spot check for a watch and snatch that if I can. A pistol, sure, maybe. You, uh, yeah, you, you don't find a pistol on him. Uh, you find a grenade, which you leave the hell alone. No, nope, not touching unless that. Unless you don't. Yeah. Uh, but you do, you find a watch, it, it's not working right now, but it looks valuable. Mm-hmm. 
might be one of those Swiss things. Hmm. Uh, so you, you take that off his wrist, and um, you also see that you know there's the 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 machine guns in the gunner's nest, but you don't touch those either. You don't think you could carry them for one, and it's not going to be easy to sneak past anyone. Right, exactly. So, so collective victory for your sticky fingers. That's a victory. Uh, and uh, what do you do now? Um, I am going to... I'm going to head into Mildred's room, and if it's not immediately... If it's not immediately uh, disastrous, like, if there's a moment, if I have a moment, I'm going to take a moment. Okay, cool. So you, you head into Mildred's room, and uh, Mildred is, um, you, as you walk into the room, you see Mildred is dead. She is lying on her bed, and some, uh, the, you know, pieces of, of glass and shrapnel have torn through the, the, the room, and just, right. so she's just lying there. So uh, you you take a look around the you can see the, there's a huge hole torn through her wall and um, you can you can see the open bomb bay of the the bomber next uh, sort of next door now uh, and you take a seat on her in her big plushy armchair and you just sort of watch for a little mm -hmm. bit. So how many rolls you want to make here? Uh, I'm gonna make two. All right, four and one. Not going All right. great. Not great, but not the worst. Um, I'm Because there's no more sites, what's going to happen here is that this site's going to get a little worse, mm -hmm. and I know exactly how it's going to happen. You're sitting, sort of staring uh, at this, you know, like you're... You can see the other wing of the bomber protruding uh, over the, the street, the, one of the propellers sort of spinning a little awkwardly. And then you hear footsteps moving around nearby against metal, Somebody yells something in a foreign language, and then a bunch of little, they look like, um, sort of foot-long cylindrical sticks drop out, sort of rattle out of the, 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 the bomb bay of the bomber that is, uh, uh, sitting next door, and then they start spinning and fizzing like a, uh, like a Roman candle. Um, time to leave. Yeah, probably. Uh, I'm... So, uh... What do you do? Uh, push, just blind dash back down the stairs. Um, and uh, and try to get down back down to the lower floors to see if anybody else. Oh well, actually, I guess I should. I guess I should. I can't. I can't leave Mildred here. It's not right. All right, so you're going to try to pick Mildred up and take her yeah, with you? Yeah, it's not right to leave her. Okay. She was she was nice in her way. <laughs> uh, you you pick up Mildred, sort of fireman style, and you make a dash for it. So uh, I would like you to press on, please. Right. <sighs> Seven. All right, so choose one. Um... Injured, situation gets worse, somebody else is endangered. Um, I'll take the injury. Alright, so you you start, uh, you grab her and you start sprinting down the stairs. Uh, the floor below, as you reach it, has already started to be engulfed in flames from the incendiary mm -hmm. bombs that have dumped out of this, this aircraft. The, um, so as you start moving towards the 
um, the the next set of stairs. Your foot goes right through the the weakened floorboards, and you get a nasty gash across your leg. Um, but you you keep put you press on. You uh, make it to the bottom floor, and you stagger out the door. You see that uh, sur- rescue services of you know like uh, more official backup. Uh, the air raid wardens, everybody's starting to arrive. Somebody uh, takes Mildred off your hands and you sort of stagger out and watch as the the burning building starts to uh, collapse in on itself and the plane slides off in uh, behind the building uh, and sort of nose first into the ground behind. You can see the tail sticking up from the, the now much shorter building. Uh, what do you do? Um, I need to find an air warden. All right. So, yeah, you you stagger over to somebody with a a big W on their helmet and, uh, you know, sort of wave weakly. You're you're feeling a little woozy from the injury that is just now starting to register. (laughs) Barely really able to, like, coherently speak... I'm I'm like the um, they might be there might be they might still be inside. Uh, and I'm trying to point at the pl- uh, no I'm tra- and I'm trying to like point at the plane like that they might still be in there. Germans, you mean? Uh, yeah, that's the word. Yes, right. Uh. Bugger, uh, uh, we are, all right, go find the home guard representative, there's, I saw a truck up the street, I'm gonna get everybody clear, oh, you're looking a little, do you think you're up to it, can you get to the, the home guard? I am already starting to run in that direction. All right, cool, so I think that this is, uh, going to be sort of our, our, our last, mm-hmm incident of the night. So let's let's press on real All quick. Right. Let's do a final take on this. And that is an eleven. Nice. So you you round the corner and you see that what he was talking about the home guard, uh he was referring to there's um like uh the 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 dad's army as they call mm-hmm. them are rolling out in their they're very proud. You saw it earlier this week. Uh, you know, they were, they were trying to show it off. They're homemade armored car. So, you know, it's it's just a regular car that they've, you know, nailed a bunch of metal to. But you, you quickly get their attention and you tell them about the, the Germans up the street. And they're like, oh, finally, you know, we get to do something. Mm-hmm. We get to be useful and not just parade around. So they tell you to hop in the back and they're, they're heading back. So you, you crawl into the back and the, this, this older man offers you a cigarette and says, you know, it's about time they landed around here. We'll finally get to give them what's for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Have fun. <laughs> oh, we will. Don't you worry. And they jump out the back and one of them trips over himself as he yep. does so. Sounds about and right. And you, you watch, uh, as the, your, your home, your apartment, collapses a little bit further in on itself as the plane's tail settles basically where your your apartment built, uh, used to be. And uh, I would think you have one more roll to move on, and we'll do the epilogue. Yep, I'm going to spend my one hold for that, plus one for that. 
Excellent. Uh, what is the site state? Uh, the site state is minus two. So that's going to be minus so minus one total. Yes. All right. That's a that's a two. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, you really you really did a roll. Really did this whole game. It's been a rough couple of rough dice. Ain't been my friend here. Yeah, no. So I think you have one victory have total one victory. because you stole a watch. I have one victory. Um, and I know exactly what it is. All right, cool. What is your one victory? Um, I think Moxie watches her home burn. Watches pretty much everything she's ever owned burn. And she kind of just um, if I can, if I can, if I can add a detail, if I can put sure. something on my person. Absolutely. Uh, I have a family portrait. Oh no! And it's um, it's me as as a young girl, and I'm looking at the, my family, and I guess I would have been a baby because this would have been this is around right before right before right before the Great War. All right. Because Jaxie's there, and he's not he's not there. He's not around England anymore. And I I look at it, and I'm like, well, you always did fucking hate England, didn't you? Because <laughs> at least that's what we got from his letters. Um, so she leaves. She finds a new life right. outside of England. Um. I think she ends up in America. I think she ends up in, in New York. In the 50s. You know, gets to be an old, gets to be an old bird in the 60s. Excellent. Oh man, that's, I do like the, our sort of conclusion to this story is everything burns down and everything sucks. So you just leave. <laughs> just kinda, yeah, I, I, there's nothing here to hold me anymore. I don't have a job. I don't have a home. I don't even have a bingo hall. So, uh, <laughs> Let's let's try something new, and I think it um. I think it works out okay because she's uh. Somebody with her temperament and her skills and her sense of her upstart sensibilities, I think is going to do okay in like a in post-war New York. You know. All right. Excellent. Yeah. No. Definitely. Oh man, this whole family can't catch a break. Nope, they really can't. Oh man! Oh, fun fact. Uh, was... I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say it on mic now. I don't whether he's whether he's dead. I don't know if he's dead. Or I don't, but I don't know. But I do know that originally that was the plan. My planned ending for Jackson Fletcher was, eh, fuck it. I'm going to New York. But uh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe he's also there. Maybe he's dead in a ditch somewhere. Guess we'll find. We'll find out eventually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I need to just keep writing games where you can play as this family having misfortunes through history. Just, yep, the terror, <laughs> the, the terrible historical lives of this extended family. Ugh. Oh, my God. Erica, this was so right. much fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much for, for having me. And thanks for, for putting this the, the single player version of this through its base. Of course, I turned out really well. I was really happy with it. Um. The one question I had from a gameplay mechanic perspective, um, yep, is what? How do bonds factor into things? So I actually uh, bombs are just treated like threats. Oh, in, um, uh, no, bonds, not bonds, not bombs. Bonds. Uh, uh, so the bonds they didn't come up at any point because you're right. sort of on the move a lot. 
Uh, but the way that bonds usually work is that um, you can spend them to do help uh, or to, to make your help more helpful. And this is sort of a, uh, a mechanic I came up with for Flying Circus that, I mean, obviously it's difficult to use when it's single player, right? Mm-hmm. Right, sure. Um, that's, that's one of the reasons I wanted to ask was because I know we didn't get to play with it and I wanted and Yeah. So the way it works is that uh, the help mechanic in this game isn't like the help interfere in regular Apocalypse sure. World. It's um, when you somebody helps you, you roll 3d6 and pick the highest. Mm-hmm. And you can spend Bond to add even more dice to that. So it basically starts getting like very likely that you'll get successes, right? Mm-hmm. But the downside is that if one of those dice is a 1... One of the discarded dice is a one. That's a fault, which is you make a hard move against the person who's helping mm, instead of the people. That's neat. I like so, that a lot. Uh, it works well here where it's like, you know, the person who's holding something open for you to work or whatever, you know, it it falls on them. It, it Something collapses on them. Something catches fire near them. And it works well in Flying Circus where, you know, somebody if somebody's covering your approach in the air, it makes sense that they might get hit. Yeah, absolutely. That's super cool. So, uh, what a good game. This turned out, this is super good. I love this game a lot. I, I'm, I'm really proud of it and how quickly it came together, too. Like, this was, I wrote it on vacation in 45 minutes, the first version of this game, <laughs> like, in my hotel room. And uh, it sat on my hard drive for a little bit. And then I was like, you know, I need a monthly game. Let's just do it. And it went from first draft to completed game in three weeks with the help of no sleep at all. That's really very impressive. So, uh, uh, real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find your work online? Uh, cool. You can, uh, if you find my Twitter, which is at OpenSketchbook, you can find links to pretty much everything else. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a blast, and I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Erica for coming on to the show. That game was... Maybe the worst I have ever rolled in any role-playing game ever, and it was a lot of fun. My goodness. <laughs> you should absolutely check out Blackout. It is a super fun game, um, and you should really check out all of Erica's games, because she makes amazing games. You can find links to all of that in the show notes. Uh, you can also follow Erica on Twitter, at open underscore sketchbook. Then while you're on Twitter, you can follow this show at Party of One Pod, like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, consider giving us a nice iTunes review, social media shout-out, or word-of-mouth recommendation. All of those things help new listeners find the show to help us achieve bigger, better, and cooler things. If you want to hear more from me, consider checking out All My Fantasy Children, the podcast in which Aaron Catano Saez and I take your listener prompts and turn them into beautiful, thriving, vibrant role-playing game children. That can be found at allmyfantasychildren.libsyn.com. If you enjoy the show, consider backing us on Patreon, Patreon dollars pay for convention appearances like Gen Con, as well as equipment fees, hosting costs, and other expenses, and Patreon backers get access to bonus audio, mini-podcasts, and interviews. You can find all of that at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. Party of One is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show, or you want to hear my hot takes about candy... You can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. Here's a little preview for you. The best flavor of M&M's? Mint. There you go. Well, that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-care and self-love are radical acts of resistance. And as always, party on. Never gonna die.